Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist layman dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses the beginning stages of the relaxation of the stay-at-home directives in our local area, and how that's at odds with our bishop's continued decision to keep our churches closed until further notice. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled The Hour of Sweet Release. The stay-at-home directive of our governor has expired, and we are not only getting back to normal, we are flooding back to normal. And yet there's reticence on the part of our bishop to relax the conference's church closure directive until further notice. Now, as other churches and denominations start to renew services in their local churches, how does that reflect on the UMC witness in our local communities? What's the correct approach? But before we get into all that, who's here? John's here. Ryan. Jody. And Greg. So yesterday was May the 2nd, and it was an absolutely perfect day. 77, degree, or 77 degrees, sunny. Uh, I mean, everybody was out, and boy, were they out. I happened to patronize a local home improvement super center, and it was like that place first opened on July 4th weekend, and every other place was closed. It was packed. <clears throat> the local floodgates are open. So, Ryan, what do you think about all of this now that it's been relaxed a little bit? Um, I think it's a good thing that we are finally starting to get out and about. Uh, my big fear is that we are kind of like a inmate who is recently released, and we are on probation. And thus, everyone is getting out. And uh, my fear is that everyone getting out, we are going to be in violation of probation. And then we're going to go back as an inmate again. So that's a fear of mine right now. However, uh, you're right. I mean, people are absolutely out in full force right now. Uh, I drove by one of our parks yesterday, uh, local parks. It was pretty much packed. I mean, more so than it would be on a normal day, you know, pre-COVID-19 type thing. You know, it's funny you say that Friday, the day before the release date on there, uh, we drove past a uh, little local skate park and I saw kids jumping over the fence uh, to go into that park. Is it still locked up? Yeah, it was still locked up. Yeah, see, the, the more, the longer this goes on, the more restless people are going to get. The more, uh, but People it, will test the waters as far as trespassing and other things Are go. you talking about just out-and-out out disobedience of the law? <laughs> but yes. Americans don't like to obey. Oh, that is don't. a... That okay, is so, a, so, so here, here's my question. Yes, it's a good idea to, to, uh, to release the floodgates in there. And, well, and accord, according to the governors, they're saying, you know, hey, we got to practice social distancing. Are we wearing masks on there? I was at a local uh, local uh, uh, super center. I I'm not going to give you the name, but it starts with a W. Uh, but uh, anyways, I could that was slick there. Yeah. Woolworth, uh, all right. Woolworth, yeah. Woolworth. Stay out of the Woolworth. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, I couldn't tell that from any other business day other than the people working there were uh, required to wear masks. Uh, other than that, you know, you had your sporadic person that uh, that was uh, dictating the directional flow of customers 
uh, that's i.e. a customer telling me that I was going the wrong direction, uh, and she was, this person was, was, you know, gloves up to her elbows, mask just below her eyelids on there, you know, and if I'm wearing a mask on there, I'm walking away with a pocket full of cash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy, and, and, and there was no social distancing, none. So, is it good that we're, uh, released on there, if we're not gonna, if we're not gonna, because in New York... You know, New York, uh, they had to to to, uh, to have the police come and break up big crowds in New York City that are still having 900 new cases a day. That's 27,000 new cases a month. On our, yes, Ryan? Not to get into uh, numbers too much, but we had more cases than that. Yes, we did. Day before yesterday. Oh, and I, the I, more people are out. Oh, those numbers are going to spike again. <clears throat> yes, they Absolutely. are. It, it, but that's just part of it. I mean that—that's what's going to happen. That is a call that you have to take that risk, I guess, to get everything. Okay, so going. who's who's so, who's going to be liable for that risk? Who's going to be liable for that risk? Unless you get some, unless the populace at large is exposed, you're never, as a society, going to build up immunity to it. The longer it's delayed, the longer this thing delays in running its course, Jody. There, there is no proof that there is herd immunity here. They used, uh, what was it, Switzerland? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the numbers are starting to skyrocket. You mean Sweden. 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 Yes, Sweden. 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 The numbers are starting to skyrocket over there. I'll be honest Also, with you. there's no proof that there's any immunity period to this thing. But what? But, but in the era yeah. of not having a vaccine, is there a vaccine for influenza? Not in my opinion. You have a flu shot, yeah. but it's, it, it's, it's always very, the wrong one. That's well, right. Well, hold it's on a second. very hold ineffective on. because hold of the on. mutation. Hold on a second. And, and I'll tell you the reason why there's not a big vaccine. Can you feel the passion? Uh, I can tell you the reason why there's not a vaccine for it is just like there's not a vaccine for the common cold. It's a moneymaker for the pharmaceutical companies. They're making billions of dollars doing these over-the-counter uh, pills and, sure. and, and liquids that they sell on the side counter there. They don't want a cure for that. It's just like it's just like you know they make carbur or they used to make carburetors that can go forty and fifty miles per gallon on her. You think they're going to put that on a car? No, because they want to. They want to sell more oil. They want to sell more gas. I have to give you a word, John, to go from COVID to carburetors. Oh, that, well, that is a huge. It's just leap. an example of. of <laughs> okay, it, it, it is just an example no, I, of that money drives. The system. Jokester, right. what you got? <clears throat> to drive to you know, drive home Ryan's point. Uh I too was out yesterday and uh What? Did not see any social distancing None. uh requirements. The only thing that I saw when I went to the local store it starts with a W. They were counting Woolworths too? You yeah. Woolworths? Yeah. They were counting who was coming in and who's going out. Other than that, to tell me that the buggy had been sanitized there was nothing. No have police. You have you seen them stop a single soul from going in? I have not. Okay. What's the point in them counting? Yep. <laughs> they're, not, they're not regulating that yep. in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It's, I it's, have seen Karen, and Karen was at the super center, and Karen was getting ignored, even though she was trying to <laughs> tell people the, what to do. 90% of the people didn't care. It was an interesting... It went, 
and I, I'm gonna let you get back to it, Ron. No, but I, 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 before I forget, I'm an old guy and I can forget. Before I forget, there was about 20% of the people had masks on. The rest were just blowing like normal. Go ahead, Ron. You better tell who Karen is because uh, I don't know that everybody knows. Karen, who Karen is the 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 term for the bossy, uh, uh, righteous, uh, gloved, and masked person that's telling everybody what they need to do. The lady who walks in and the first thing she says is, I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> that, that's, that's Karen. That's Karen. <laughs> exactly. That, that's anyway. How did, how did you like the cattle gates now at Walmart? <laughs> oh. They automatically open up. They're cute. Why are you entering? Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. Um, You know, it, it's... Okay. <laughs> To get back to that, yes, there is a certain level of, uh, of it, it is financial as far as why we don't have totally. a cure. But at the same rate, none of us or whatever the epidemiologist or whatever the case may be, viruses are ever evolving. That puts a big hindrance on being able to ever come up with the vaccine for a lot of these things. Every every vaccine is a dice roll that you're going to get it right. Go, Jody. Yes. All right, Greg, you're a, uh, if I understand right, you're a... Uh, Engineer by degree? Uh, theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, we're going to throw some theory in here. Every engineer uses basically a forecast model to predict on, uh, you know, when Stresses and loads. Be. Exactly. And, yes. And, you know, of course, we've done this with the coronavirus, and we've done it based on social distancing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, originally the numbers were way up there. Now, they're starting to kind of climb now and start to go in that direction. So this is my question to you. The latest data shows 1,133,069 people infected with a 66,385 deaths so far in the United States. My calculations, that's a 5.85% death rate. So the numbers are increasing. Uh, you know what's amazing is China China reported yesterday that they had one corona uh, case to uh, to report one my my question is <clears throat> to me in Tennessee on May the 1st we had a record death rate of 2909 in 24 hours yes what in Tennessee we had a record death rate Oh, excuse me. The country. Okay, that's fixed. The country. I, excuse me. <laughs> that's more than we have automobile no, accidents no, in a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two thousand nine hundred nine right. in one day. So the numbers are not going down. The the patience and the goodwill is what's gone down. Uh, you know, we watched on the news and we were horrified to see what was going on in Italy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw some pretty horrific stuff in New York City. Mm-hmm. You think about this. There, the death rate to date in Italy is only 28,710. We're already 2.4 times that. Okay. And we're still behind now. Now, <clears throat> there's no question that their social distancing and stuff was a lot more enforced than what we have here in America. Absolutely. So if we know, if we're using forecasting, if we're using common sense approach to this this is my question to you going back to the point is you know when is the time to open the church and what is the relevancy to the church 
when do you decide whether the integrity of the numbers is there? When do you decide whether you want to subject somebody else, somebody's grandma, you take Miss Amy that was here last week. There's, there's no question in my mind, if the church doors is open, she's going to be there. Right. She might have her mask on, but she's going to be there. You know, uh, I remember my own, you know, 10 years ago, my own grandmother, 92 years old, the one thing she could not afford to get was any kind of a respiratory illness. Mm -hmm. We all held our breath. When is the when is the little common cold? When's the thing going to come? It's going to take her out. I watched that with my own dad in the last year of his life. And uh, <clears throat> for me personally, I'm not willing to risk it. I can watch my pastor on TV. Now I'm just I'm just going to tell you. I agree. There, you know, there's no sense in opening up Dollywood, Disney World, movie theaters. Beaches. And the problem is, if you're, you know, the old saying, whole hog or no hog, when you go whole hog, there's going to be people that's going to put yourself at unnecessary risk. So let me ask you this. You know, we, we briefly had a discussion uh, before this podcast about the uprising in uh, Michigan with the armed people uh, storming the, uh, the Capitol there. Uh, Maybe not storming, well, but walking in, walking armed. in armed. On yes. there, do, do, do you foresee uh, some some uh, vengeful soul saying you brought this into my church, you took out Absolutely. a family member, and you're going to pay for it? I do see that, and uh, you know, I think that uh, hell hath no fury. Yeah. Okay. Nothing happens in a vacuum, right? That's right. So <clears throat> if 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 all the other churches open because the traditional stance of the church through pandemics, even though you've got Luther saying we need to stay in our city and don't move around, but inside the city where the virus was, ministers still ministered, people still prayed, people still helped the sick. And you take it to another level because the bishop also wrote in a letter that not only would the services cease and desist, mm -hmm. all the ancillary services, people that meeting, you know, that are not part of the church, meeting on the church probably, all the things that Methodists love to bless their community are shuttered too. So what does that say when everybody else is flourishing and the United <clears throat> Methodist Church says, no, we're not open, and by the way, you can't do it. Ryan, what you got? That's the part that I have an issue with. <clears throat> Food pantry. Uh, Clothes uh, closet. We're not blessing anybody while this place is shut up like Fort Knox. Go ahead, Joe. Joe to, to respond back to uh, what, what John asked, and I think this is a calculated legal response from the bishop. It is to keep liability. That's exactly it. it liability the, the, in the, place. The decision is strictly li liable on there. And when you have large metallic and composite things that fly at 30,000 feet, liability is always an issue. That's why Innovative Tooling Services has oh, fastener cool. installation tooling Ooh. and removal precision drilling and countersinking. So regardless of what your aircraft is made out of, all of the structural things that hold it together while you're uh, flying seamlessly through the air, uh, maintain structural integrity because when big airplanes crash, here come the lawyers and you never want that. That being said, Innovative Tooling has fastener tooling knowledge, installation and application experience. That's why they're on the leading edge of aerospace tooling. 
Contact them at 1-800-832-7009 or look them up on the World Wide Web at InnovativeTooling.com. And we'll be back. And we're back. So, illustrious panel, if you were the bishop, what would you do and why, John? Well, kind of piggyback what was uh, said earlier, uh, the liability factor is huge, especially in this age of uh, Sue Crazy. Uh, the courts are filled with, uh, with frivolous lawsuits here and there. Uh, Word of the day, litigious. Well, there you go. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, you know, I, I understand the reasoning behind right, that. Right. And I think, uh, most of your big churches are, are still, uh, still making that decision, uh, to, uh, to vacate. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I would hope that the churches wouldn't, uh, fling open the doors just for immediate attention, which I do believe some of that is, is, mm-hmm. is the case on there, uh. But, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with Jody a little bit. Strike, there's thunder. That's two. That, I, I, two I wait for the clouds to roll back like know, a scroll. Right safe, and uh, safe, sorry, there are other. And, 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 and it's not cloudy today. It's yeah, another it's beautiful not, day. It's going to be 80 degrees. <clears throat> but, you know, you know, even though the bishop has limited the, the church, so to speak, uh, from doing, doing uh, Christ activities on there, there's nothing wrong with the individual because we are the church. Under the individual, uh, if we if we know of a family that's hungry, we can bring them food. You know, I did that last week yep. on there. Uh, you know, there's there, there's nothing stopping us from visiting a a homebound person. Be respectful on there. Call. Yeah, personally, bring them the COVID nineteen. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I.e. make the phone call. Do you right. want to visit her? Wear yeah, a yeah, mask. Right. Wear your gloves. Whatever on there. Uh, take all your precautions. You know you can throw the sacraments at them. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Full stop. Thank you, John. Keep going. But 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 anyway, <laughs> we don't believe that. <clears throat> but but, but anyway, you know, is it the right decision? You know, I, I miss being in church. Yes. Uh, do I am, am I going to stop coming because it's become a uh, a Sunday? Uh, we we reverted our Sundays to other tasks and other duties. No, I will I will go to church when the doors open up on there. Go ahead. Uh, I I I just think just just being safe and cautious is 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 the is the thing to do because you know we don't know anything. We we don't know anything about this. We you know we see spikes, we see decreases. I know that the the reason for the uh, the opening is financial, on there, and I understand that too. I mean you got to work, you got to eat, you got to pay your bills, on there. But uh, there there should be a a sense of cautiousness. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, <clears throat> okay, so. This is one thing that, and Greg's mentioned it many times, I like about the Methodist Church. I, I like our structure as far as our governing structure, as far as having a bishop who's able to make the call, and we all have to abide by. Mm-hmm. I do like that, okay? I like it for various reasons, but right now, I understand the large worship services not being able to go back to it. I get it. 
and I think other than the Methodist Church, the Catholic Church, I do believe the the diocese has still kind of got things shut down as well. But uh, other than that, a lot of churches have reopened. A lot of them have. The Lutheran Church is still closed. Lutheran Church, well, that's you know. So. It, Ryan, to your point, it's kind of dividing along theological lines. It Most is. of your Reformed and Independent churches are starting to open up, or your what we call stealth Baptist, meaning you're not an denominational. Yep. They're all opening up, and more of your mainline churches yes. are staying closed. Keep but going. sorry, <clears throat> where I take issue with it is um, the the shutting down of what I consider essential church services, such as your food pantries, your clothes closets. I agree. Your, uh, there's many churches out there that are meeting grounds for um, recovery type ministries, Absolutely. be it AA, NA, yep. uh, CR, Al-Anon, uh, a, a number of them. People need that, especially right now. People need it. We, we got people out there that are not making any money that need food. Let's shut the church food pantry down? No. That's just ludicrous right. on so many levels. I agree with it, you. It's, it's downright, don't want to call it evil, but it's definitely criminal or negligent. But we, we we can handle that the same way these fast food places come. You know, they can come to the door and we can bring them the food. No contact. Uh, we well, we, no we contact could. With them. Yeah. I but, know. I mean, giving orders and, and, not to, that, that's one thing. I mean, you don't want to get somebody in trouble because you're doing what you think is right. Um, that's the one thing I do disagree with. I'm all for keeping people safe. Do not get me wrong. I'm all for keeping people safe, but at some point, we got to do what's right as Christians. Jody? Okay, so for me, uh, it's time to put a little common sense in the equation. What? Yes. Okay. One thing that our governor has said from day one, I did not close down churches. No. Now, what he did do say, you can't have groups larger than 10. Okay, right now, uh, it's perfectly fine to fling those doors open if you want, but the guidelines are no more than 50% of capacity. And I guess, you know, I've never actually looked to see what the capacity of our church is. I don't know that it's posted. Okay, well, with that being said, there's also guidelines that the parishioners, everybody, wear a mask and be kind of spread out. Now, if 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 we, the church, can be self-disciplined enough to do that, then I think that, you know, the bishop should take into consideration that. You know, if protocol is not being followed, then you have to, you, this alludes back to what you originally said, they're going to clamp back down. If this thing goes in the opposite direction, if you thought the first clamp down was bad, it'll get worse. That's right. I agree with that. But let me tell you this, too, though. If I were the bishop, I would have probably have already started working with my leadership in place. Uh, Every church is more effective when they have small groups. That's right. Small groups could have met if it were under 10, could have met out in open-air places, could have actually come into the facilities you know that would the hard thing would be when you have large amounts of people in a church is control controlling the flow but with that being said uh because that you do have people that uh once this uh crisis is over and the habit of going to church has been broken there will be a percentage that won't come back in had they been maintained in a small group setting it would have been easier to identify it 
That's a good point. Well, looking back at the at the letter from the bishop on there, it was very it was a very heuristic uh, uh, type uh, letter. You do what I say because yeah. I said so on there, and you know that's kind of what bishops do. Yeah. Well, I understand <laughs> that, but but she was she was uh, converting. She didn't care what the governor said. She was the final say so. Uh, I got a strong take when it's my turn. Well, Go ahead. But, but anyways, you know, there, there are things that the church could have done or can do. You know, we could spread out the worship services instead of just having two. We can, we can have three or four. In theory, that sounds good. You have to ask the same people to come in and play the music for those, and you have to ask the pastor to stick around for four or five services. These are these are salaried uh, positions. They may be, but uh, I'm just telling you right now, you know, the infrastructure's it, not there for it, a lot of smaller it, it, churches. It, it, well... Right. For go ahead, John. Well, in your smaller churches, you're not going to have 400 uh, individuals on there. You know, I, I'm talking more for your organized, bigger churches right there. You could spread those services out so that you can spread out the people on there and yeah. have multiple services on there. And as far as the music directors, as far as the the organist or the piano player on there, you know, that's part of the job. You know, oh, to have an organist again. That, 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 that's part of the job <laughs> on there. You know, they don't mind just playing, you know, one service or two services. But when... When uh, you say it's part of the job, that depends on if you have them on a salary or if you have an hourly structure. You know, there's legalities to they're, that. They're, too, all, they're all salary. There is no there hourly. Is, uh, okay, I'm going to break up the there club. There is no hourly. What's your thoughts on the matter, Greg? Oh, man, they're just... They're, they're, uh, they're like an insane asylum. They've all broken out and they're bouncing on the inside of my crane. One... I do believe in Episcopal authority. I believe the bishop is the bishop of the church. I think there is church authority, and I, I go along with it. That being said, the days of one-size-fits-all uh, 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 proclamations are probably done for the very reason that we've all talked about. We can do some of the things. We can do other things different ways, but we can continue to minister without packing the church and, and exposing the vulnerable or the immunocompromised, okay? Number three, it, it's, uh, it, it's imperative that, that we, uh, I've lost my train of thought now, hallelujah. It probably wasn't that important. But there's something I was going to say. You'll and, get oh, oh, I know. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> open minds. Yeah, we we always used our our Methodist term: open hearts, open minds, and open doors. Well, now we've got open hearts, open mind, and closed doors. And I think when I pass a strip center, and I see a place that I used to know and love and and and, and frequent, and the doors are shut, I say, huh, why is that? And then I go, and a couple weeks later, I see it, and it's still shut down. Dang, I miss that place, but I guess it's done. And after a while, two or three times, I pass by, nothing's going on. It stays out of my mind share. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid if, if, if we don't think it through, and also the bishop, and, and changing gears in mid-thought here, the bishop has got three states that is under her Episcopal leadership with two two of the three governors going one way and the other go, governor going the other way. So I think you cannot do one-size-fits-all right. Do you think this should be more micromanaged as far as from a DS standpoint? That's why you have middle management. The bishop can say, okay, you and state A, this yes. is what... Make your, you know, Isn't you know that what the president did, saying you governors, uh, 
you go yes. to do that? <laughs> that was my thought. Thank you, Ryan, for bringing it back to the old oh, man. Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, I would say shopping center <laughs> instead of strip center. Hey, well, whatever. <laughs> it, it, should, it should disturb you that the, the token millennial can read your well, mind. Let me explain to you how that happens. <laughs> is I sit here a lot of times and I take things in yeah. and I don't, I don't feel the need to talk all the time. Ooh, so thus I'm yeah. able to... Know what people. Hey, Clusterman, he's here talking about me and you. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm yeah. now. It's it's. Uh, I I just I I don't want our church. I don't want our denomination to be viewed as culturally irrelevant. And the yes. longer we stay completely shuttered, I mean, our trail life troop cannot meet. Our our I mean, nothing can can meet. We can't service the community because we're just shuttered down. And I think we need to think about it. Hey, Greg, that. What, what's to stop us from getting, uh, reaching out as individuals, our our church membership and say, hey, let's, uh, let's all meet on the front lawn of the church on there. It says property as well as building. Yes. That's why we didn't have a drive through or a drive in. Yep. Which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, Greg, uh, uh, once again, when you ask that question, and you know, we all put our flavor, our spin on what we would do if we were the bishop. You know, uh, and you and I are on the right page, you know, as Ryan pointed out, local leadership needs to be, you know, what good is it to have a leader when you put their hands behind their back? Right. You know, with that being said, though, the troopies told the four of us here are playing armchair quarterback you, you, you know what that 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 localized leader is not the one that's going to be uh, in court because somebody died yeah no that's my it, point it, it'll be it'll be the the the, the conference that'll be uh, see that's my court. point and where we're playing side. armchair quarterback sometimes we we can't see all the, the place clearly yeah, you can't see the whole field exactly on there. exactly when when will it shift from being, rather than being incumbent on the structure, on the organization, to put the guardrails up, when is that going to shift downrange to the individual who most would likely uh, be impacted? Where will that shift come? Because at some point when one and a half or two percent are at risk, the other 98 are not, at what point does it become incumbent on our church population that think that they are at risk to self-quarantine and allow the others that are not okay, I, I, to move I, forward? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a, a caveat with that. Uh, at what point, if it affected your family, is, is safe? Yeah, right. You know, if, if, if your wife or your mother or father... I would stay home. Okay. But I'm not going to force... You and you and you to stay home. Let's let's, let's put it into uh, let's put it into an analogy. Maybe some people can relate to, whether it be traveling on an airplane or getting ready to board a cruise ship, or as I discovered yesterday, taking my wife uh, for her birthday dinner at the local chop house. It was a lovely uh, takeout order, wasn't it? No, we actually went in. It was <laughs> pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was so nice too, by the way. Uh, but we had about a series of five questions. Yeah, the person cool. looked me in the eyes, you know, have you been sniffling or you got a sore throat, this, that, that. They went through the list. There's the point I'm going to go with that right there. All right, when you talk about self-quarantining, you know, if I want that steak dinner, 
And much, I had a sore throat yesterday. You think I'm going to tell you about it? I was going to say, how much, how much personal information yeah, are you willing to give? Let's just say that I'm wanting to go on that next cruise and things has calmed down. Well, for those of us that's been on a cruise before, they'll pass out these little sheets. They want to know this little history. I've already got, I don't know, two to $5,000 invested in this. Am I going to tell them last week I had the sniffles? No, I'm not. So when you talk about self-quarantining to the person that is desperately needing to come to church like they need air, do you think they're going to be in the right frame of mind to self-quarantine? I'm going to say probably not. Jody, what does safe mean? Safe? Yeah. I'm not going to die going to I can to tell you in my line of work, we don't use that word. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let's let's go let's go somewhere else. You, you were you threw me an earlier question I didn't get to answer yeah. uh, about engineer and technical thoughts and stuff like that. Except the risk, I guess. I don't. Know. Well, have you ever read the small print on an airline ticket? No, but I know that anything and everything goes. Same thing with a cruise ticket. Uh huh. Yeah, Basically, you, you you know. Every engineer, every design person in aerospace has tested theory, has built models, has put things into a flight tunnel or a wind tunnel to check it out. But at some point, you have to put an engine on it and you have to run it down a runway and see if it'll fly. Right. Yep. Okay. And then you have to actually get up to altitude and check out and make sure it can do this and can do this. There, there are redundancies, but there is a limit of redundancies. Right. Okay, so at what my, my point being, acts of God, there is certain, again, everybody's tired of me saying, there are certain acceptable risks that we take when we do things every day. At what point do we draw the safe line? And in my industry, the safe, you know, they've got a saying, the label is the law. So the safety is within the parameters of the guidelines. It would be the same thing with the what is already established as acceptable risk. Once you get outside of that, on either side, the left or the right, is when you run into problems. I, I, I'm just going to throw this out again on there. I think if, if you're going to go down that road and say this is an acceptable risk, you bring the virus in, you cause the death of my family, I'm going to come after you, be it blood or money. I like the point he works for a lawyer. Yeah. One no, or two. I, I, I just, I think it's just like at, at, at the large uh, home improvement place yesterday, all of the employees that had masks were constantly having to pull them down. You know why? Nobody could understand right. them with the mask on. Went to a funeral like that. So Seriously. my point, my point being, it's it, it, some. This thing is going to mutate. It's going to 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 change. At some point, we are delaying the inevitable of exposure to this by continuing. We need to, like I believe, we need to slowly expose ourselves, and then the burden shifts to those who feel themselves or their family is compromised. It's incumbent upon them to self-segregate. And, and uh, you know, it's just like any type of illness. When you have an immunocompromised child, it goes into a bubble. It do, You don't make 99.99% of the world stop because, unfortunately, your child has immunocompromised. Okay, so you tell me, what is the percentage number? And he's asking you, what is the acceptable, for you, what's the acceptable risk? That's what we need to figure out. Yeah. 
you know. But see, unfortunately, that's powers higher than yeah, us but, that make well, decisions. At some point, you're gonna as, as as people slowly get exposed, you're gonna find out the true deal. A lot, and and don't think there hasn't been a finger on the scale as far as dying with or dying from COVID-19. And I think that finger also is saying, we're not going to tell who's got corona because we want to open up. I, I think those numbers are skewed, and they I, have been skewed I would agree with that, John. You and I don't disagree much, but we do disagree. We, we do agree on, I, I think there's manipulation of the numbers, but the Absolutely. more data we can get, that manipulation right. drops. The, uh, Go ahead, Well, uh, you know, here's the thing. There's a certain level of defiance that starts, and we're getting into this anyway. But but think about this: the president sent out, or they they said, okay, here's your whatever you have to meet these requirements before you start to reopen your state. Okay, we didn't necessarily meet them requirements, and guess what? We're, we're reopening, reopening. Yeah, exactly. and there's a lot of others that are not meeting those requirements. I that agree. are still federalism open. is a beautiful thing. So what that's done is went from the national scale to the state scale. Okay, right. we are operating within now a church system that is operated three churches or three states. Correct. Okay, Our we need to take right. that down to to allow for you know a little bit of middle management discretion. Governing is best when it happens closer to the government. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's not going to be risk by opening things back up. There is, but there's this certain sense of personal responsibility that we all must have to think about our fellow man and this, that, and the other. If you have a compromised immune system, stay at the house. Don't come to church. Okay, and so I understand what, what you're saying. Well, if you infect all so all of a sudden, though, you're leaving people feeling excluded. Well, all of a sudden, you're discriminating. When you're born blind, you're excluded from sight. That's unfortunate, but it's reality. You know, that's that's convenient you say that when we've got little placards around the church here that's got Braille on them. And tell me one blind person's ever found that sign and read it. I'm sorry. I'm again. Listen, here's the thing. It, 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 people don't have to quit get their little heart sleeves off their shoulders. Well, yeah, but and, well, and, do you believe that's going to happen? Look at this situation in this current state of the United Methodist Church. Is there not a lot of hearts on sleeves? Uh, well, I'm telling you, folks, we, we are rapidly uh, uh, descending into Correct. super length of, uh, of podcasts here, so we're going to have to land the plane. But as we end the podcast, I don't know if we need to bring, I mean, we might have dragged this dog, dead dog, as far as we can drag it, but uh, there might be a little after discussion uh, that, that we don't uh, we don't publish. But as we end the podcast, you can find this episode and other Across the Rail podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please take time to give us a five-star rating. If you have questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeers, that would be a jeers to John and cheers to me, to Yay. comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on the Twitters. And boy, the Twitters were on fire this week by our handle at across underscore rail and on Facebook at across the rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave any feedback or questions. Thank you so much for listening. Now we got 60 seconds for final thoughts. Go. I just want to say uh, for the upcoming week, I want to wish every mother a uh, happy Mother's Day and God bless you. Awesome, John. You know. What you got, Ryan? Uh, same. You know, I, happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. Everybody continue to stay safe. Did you just call me a mother? Uh, yes. Under his okay. breath. Under <laughs> his breath. <laughs>
Stay George! Safe, What's going on? It's always darkest before dawn, guys, but I promise you the sun's going to come up again. And the S-O-N is going to shine. So, guys, just keep it in your heart. Amen. So the gates of COVID will not prevail That's against correct. it? You won't win. You won't win. That's uh-huh. for sure. Well, I, I, this too shall pass. I believe at some point we will look back at this as just another flu mutation. I hope but so. I hope so. I hope that is the case. Anyway... Thank you all for listening. Uh, who wants to close us with a prayer? Jody, why don't you bring us out? Well, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that even though sometimes we feel isolated and we feel alone, you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, Lord, that you're, you're there with us every step of the way, whether we contract this virus, Lord, or whether we stay healthy, you're there. And Lord, I just pray that the needs be met. There are so many people out there right now, Lord, that they're starting to experience hunger, possibly for the first time in in relation to this uh, virus, Lord. I just ask, Lord, that you keep the uh, supply chain from heaven open, Lord, that uh, that people would share what they have, Lord, and that there would not have to be a lack, because, Lord, in you we lack nothing. Right. So we lift our eyes to you this day. We give you glory. We give you honor. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.